Welcome to Guys Without Helmets, a podcast all about pro and fancy football. My name is Dave, and I'm joined as always by my guys, Josh and Caleb. What a wonderful, wonderful, and surprising round of playoff games we saw this weekend. The divisional round is in the books, guys. Obviously, one game stands out above all the rest. Do you guys agree? Yeah, Joe Burrow. No. <laughs> no. In fact, let's uh, let's go to the end of that game, and let me give you the call as it was made uh, by Jim Nance and Tony Romo. It's going to be 49 yards is what it is. 49 yards to send it to overtime. Harrison Butker. I'm so nervous. So uh, hundreds of thousands around the planet. The kick is good. It's going to overtime. So if you didn't catch the game, Harrison Butker was able to kick a 49-yard field goal. The Bills made one mistake up to this point because they were definitely in charge, going back and forth. We're going to dive into it. But at the end of the game, they gave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. It's too much time. (laughs) We used to say don't give Tom Brady two minutes. Don't give Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds, apparently. Uh, What a game. I mean, seriously, game of the week, game of the lifetime. People are saying it's literally the game of a lifetime. Do you all agree? I would say it's game of the year, though. Game of the year by far. Yeah, and we also got the best performance from a wide receiver in the playoffs. Yes, in a singular game, we had Gabe Davis getting four touchdowns. Never been done before. Over two hundred yards. He really was the offense's game for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it was it was insane. I just I love the enthusiasm of the game, the tempo of the game. You know, Allen has been on fire during the playoffs this year. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that it's it's what goes without saying. Two hundred yards, four touchdowns. Also, Allen was a big part of that. Yeah, he had nine touchdowns in two games, I think. Yeah, perfect. Crazy. Like, yeah. having a, I think the, the weirdest part, and again, as we unpack the game, the weirdest part for me, I think, is we don't often see teams that are able – we think of some of these other games, some of the low-scoring games, in fact, that we've seen in the earlier rounds. Um, you know, this one just had so much more momentum, and it just it seemed to have so much more – I don't know. It was just exciting to watch the big plays. If you watch that last drive – where Allen was on a long fourth down and he ran for it. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the running quarterback in terms of, I think sometimes when you're a franchise like that, you're just a liability if you get hit and taken out. But both of them, Mahomes carried the team by running. Allen carried the team by running. I mean, that, that's pretty unprecedented. Yeah, I think n- neither team has a good, solid running back that you can rely on. We already talked about the Chiefs getting yeah. a new running back and at nausea. But yeah. Josh Allen has been the running back one for the Bills for the last three years. As far as production and touchdowns, yep. clearly in this game he was the best runner. As far as Mahomes, he got, I think, around, around 70 yards rushing, which is his career high in this game. He just looked like he was taking off every other play. Yep, and J- Jarrett McKinnon and Clyde kind of rotated. Clyde's been banged up. I think they both both these teams need running backs, really. But we saw a quarterback, a lot of mobile quarterback plays in this game, and it was kind of kind of surprising to see, especially with a high-scoring game like this. Yeah, yeah. when you look at the whole AFC, what, what quarterbacks at the top of the AFC aren't mobile? Yeah, no. And I love the postgame. If you got to see, well, he's young. He can he can move. It's just In terms you know, of quarterbacks, he's not yeah, at the top. Joe yeah. Burrow's not mobile. Well, no, he just came off major surgery. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're, it does seem to be the standard now that a lot of the, especially in the AFC, the quarterbacks are mobile, whether they are a running quarterback Maybe. or not. Well, in, in theory, it makes you more of an injury threat, but we haven't seen any of these guys get hurt in their That's careers right. so far. And that includes Lamar Jackson, who didn't get hurt while he was running. And uh, I mean, it's kind of it gives you a huge advantage from what we've seen so far the last couple of years because all the top quarterbacks happen to be that, excluding obviously Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers who don't run it quite as much. 
Yeah, and as much as this game has been titled the game of the year or the game of a lifetime, I've heard it quoted, it's also got some controversy. So we want to listen to the last play. Uh, again, we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit, but listen to the call on the field as it went into overtime, and then the Chiefs begin to drive, and here's the end of the game. Mahomes has hit his last eight. Looking to the end zone for the win! He caught it! Ball game! Chiefs to the championship game! These two guys know each other. Unbelievable. This, this is just unfathomable. The Bills had won this game. It was over. Josh Allen with a perfect postseason. And Patrick Mahomes somehow comes out there and shows the world. I'm still here, Andy Reid. I think what Tony was, and it's hilarious, that you could tell he was reaching for something good to say, but I think what he was trying to really sum up there is so much of the game and the playoffs have been Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. And you guys have already gone on record and said he's a little overhyped, great player, but he gets a lot of attention, and Romo clearly responds to that with his call, don't you think? Because somehow Patrick Mahomes was still in this game the whole time, and that ended up being his final call. Thus the controversy now. Uh, if you listen to Bills fandom, and again, we famously talk about a couple of our friends, and, and I love the Bills for them, but man, the fandom has been going crazy on social media, wanting the rules changed, and apparently they don't understand overtime, or they're just not happy with it. But you guys have read the controversy too. It's unfortunate, but the fandom seems to be really upset about the overtime consequences. But hey, my opinion, you had you gave him 13 seconds, you know, you, you had 13 seconds to play defense. And you didn't. And you could have stopped him on that playoff drive, and you didn't. So rather than arguing about the stats of playoff how... Playoff drive. Well, the overtime drive, <laughs> yeah. You could have stopped him. In other words, uh, it's still up to you to play defense. But, hey, kudos. Both teams went. They put it all out there. Chiefs got lucky. And the gods of football decided to, to let them win the coin toss, and they did the rest. He was 8-0 and on that drive. Is that right? Or, or in the last yeah, couple drives? 9 and To end it, yeah. Yeah. 9 of 9. So what are your thoughts on the controversy? Uh, what controversy? About the, the, the Bills, Bills are the best defense in the league, statistically. Yeah. What's You want the ball in their hands. No, you want your – yeah, I totally agree. Or you want the ball – you want them on the field. All right, let me put it another way. I, How do you respond to the fandom being overwhelmingly – and again, it's not our personal friends. This is just the internet seems to be going crazy with let's change the rules because they lost. I mean, the stats, if you look at the regular season, will tell you that it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and the stats that came out from uh, Ian Rappaport, so this is from the NFL, uh, the current overtime scoring rules, they were changed in 2010 for the playoffs, 2012 for the regular season, and since then there's been 163 overtime games, including the playoffs, and it's been the record is 52.8% win rate for the team that got the ball first, which we know is the Chiefs in this scenario. But when you look at the playoffs, it is 10 to 1, 10, win, 10 wins, 1 loss, 11 overtime playoff games, and that one loss was actually that controversial call Rams Saints where it was clearly defensive pass interference and they lost because of that because it was fourth down but beyond the fact 10 and 1 so basically the teams what we're seeing from this stat is 50 close to 50% win rate for the team that gets it first in the regular season playoffs teams play much harder they know the end goal win and you're in keep going you have to win this game and I think they play a little differently in the playoffs obviously looking at the rates from close to 100% to 50% in the regular season yeah, I have a pretty hard stance on this. I think that I think the rule's fine. I think that it's football. There's defense and offense. It's a balanced game. It's supposed to be 50-50. It's not supposed to be an offensive league, although it is. Teams rely on their offenses more. I think football mm-hmm. should be a balanced game. Sure. 
a chess match, if you will. Everyone says that. But I think your defense should be half of your team, and you should rely on your defense as much as your offense. You shouldn't be, oh, the Chiefs got the ball. That means they won. It's like, no. If the, the Bills probably would have scored exactly the same way. That's the argument. But I think that teams need to rely on their defense more, and the Bills were the best defense this year statistically. So I don't understand the argument. I, I just th- for, I think, for me, you need to rely on your defense as much as your offense. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I look at it like, and I know I said, you know, I, I complained about the officials a little bit when the Cowboys lost. But then I've said that they seem to be honest all year, not just that game. But at the end of the day, Dallas was penalized. They didn't play well. They didn't get productivity out of their starters, and they lost. It's on them, hundred percent on them. Yeah, and I, I didn't complain that hey, we should change the rules because the the quarterback should be able to spot the ball. Yeah, I think that's regarded in the fact also that you look at the quarterbacks who are playing in this game, Mahomes and Josh Allen. If they're playing against Jimmy G or some some right. quarterback, just some dude, I don't think it would be that as big as a deal. Yeah, but they know going against Mahomes that in all likelihood he's going to score. Well, some of the things I read online uh, that. Uh, Allen should have had a chance to respond. Like, well, they don't understand the rules. He apparently. went for tails, never fails. Yeah, <laughs> that's and true, it and work. it failed. Yeah, I think for the Bills, they should they could also blame themselves because Stephon Diggs, I believe, he had under twenty yards in this game. Was not a factor at no. all. Yeah, the he's only- your best weapon on the field, and Gabe Davis. I know he's very productive, and you kept very. feeding him because he was hot. Best playoff performance ever for a wide receiver. You got to feed your guy. Yeah, you have to have Stephon Diggs involved. I know they won. I know at the beginning of the game they didn't punt twice in a row and it worked. They went for it and fourth down twice right. and it worked. Right. Um, you got to feed your guy. I think that's the biggest thing, and you can't blame the other team's offense for your defense failing. Right. Yeah, and I know it was it was very dramatic towards the end because there's a lot of fourth down conversions from the Bills, a lot of deep passes obviously mm-hmm. to Gabe Davis, and that's really all that was working for the most part, or all that they were doing in this game where. Deep touchdowns and Josh Allen yeah. running around getting the first down, which it did work. But to your credit, as you're just saying, Stefan Diggs didn't really move the chains at all. And you saw in, the, in a very important catch, Emmanuel Sanders was actually the one that made the yeah. catch to get that third down. And catch. you could argue that you know the coach was able to scheme to get Diggs out of the game potentially, but he blatantly left other players open because you can't have that max coverage for every good player. And I think that instead of the Bills blaming the rule. They need yeah. to blame their defense for not scheming good enough against Mahomes. Yeah. You gave him 13 seconds, and that's the reason why you went to overtime. Which, which or, ordinarily, that's... Just that's, cover better. I mean, well, I'm sorry. You, you lost. Yeah, you, you could, We could talk about the rules and maybe change them, but only because you lost because your defense couldn't stop Mahomes. Yeah, and I know it's, I know it's too soon, but the 10 seconds that Mahomes took to get yeah. the 60 yards or so were faster than the Cowboys drive that happened at the end. <laughs> You're right. The, the run. So if I mean the Chiefs had perfect play calling, they took advantage of what the Bills were putting out. On they defense. got out coached. They're stopping them from scoring and in the last drive for some reason when all they needed was a field yeah. goal. Yeah, I mean I I hate because I'm such a fan of the game. I hate to see the blemish be. Hey, we didn't get a chance for our guy to go out and score. Yeah, because overtime rules say you don't get to do. Well, we're going to change the clock because you're running out yeah, of time no. in a two minute drill. So yeah, it's it's a moot point, but it has literally been been consuming the internet. You know, everywhere you look on social media, angry Bills fan because they didn't like the way the rules. Well, then were what, what would y'all do if you if you had to change the rule? Because I I would vote. Probably an eight to ten minute quarter, something like basketball. Yeah, because I mean, in basketball, obviously, you only have the ball for way less time. You can, yeah. you can have as much time as you want on offense in the NFL versus the I'm basketball. I'm not a fan, and I was talking to Josh a little bit, Crosby, about the rules in college, so I understood the parallel because a lot of people are making that analogy that the NFL should be like. I don't know; they should be the same. First of all, but second, 
I'm with you. Why not just put well, time yeah, on the clock? Well, I was trying to say is if, if you make it a shorter quarter, a team could hold on the ball for the whole time right. and get a field goal or score. Sure. So it has to be a longer quarter if they're going to do that. Yeah, and I like the coin toss. That's that's where the luck comes in. Right. That determines who gets the ball. Because you did just play a game. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you left it a chance. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then the, the other chance after that is you scheming better than that offense is, and the Bills didn't do that. But if I were to change it, I would say, similar to college, I would just give one drive to each team. If one team stops the other team and the other team scores they win see i'm not for that i'm, I'm more in josh's vein here of just play a half a quarter yeah or something. let's get and i would like josh said don't play a four minute quarter because you can eat up four minutes easy yeah. a little harder play to like eat 10 up minutes, eight minutes 10 know? or 12 minutes yeah something and i know these guys are tired but guess what it plays into it and I basketball mean, is the same way that would literally be the exact same th- same thing they're doing right now mm-hmm. except for other team gets a chance yeah, I'm not a big fan of the other team get a chance. I know college fans love that, but I'm not. I don't like it. I like put some time on the clock. Let's keep playing. Period. You got to make it urgent. Yes, you have to. The offense that gets the ball has to score, so there's pressure, and there's pressure on the defense equally to stop them from scoring, to keep right. them from a field goal or getting a turnover. Let's go back to what you said. It's a competition. Time expired. Nobody cheated. You gave Mahomes 13 seconds. He took advantage of it. Your number one defense failed to stop him. They got the lucky coin toss. And you failed to stop them again. So at the end of the day, Bills, sorry. I mean, you lost. They, they lost fair and square. They did. By the rules. I'm sure if there's flags or something like the Saints um, Rams game that happened right. in overtime, I'd be upset. Yeah. Because that's poor officiating. Right. This was nothing. There's nothing to complain about. It was just lack of. I'm not going to. Uh, the Bills played a great game. They, Josh Allen is, is perfect. Yep. This offseason. Perfect. Yep. Or postseason. It's just that they got outplayed in the overtime. Yeah. Like, that's all there is. There's no controversy. There's no nothing. And a couple things to highlight the Chiefs fans, because congratulations, Chiefs. What a game. Both you guys play a game. I hate that there's a loser in this case, but guess what? It's football. Somebody goes home. The Chiefs were classy. Uh, Kelsey said in his press conference they literally played some backyard football. He said, look, I'm just going to go. and I'm not running around. I'm just going to get open. And he did. That's pretty awesome. You can hear him if you listen to the sound bites NFL put out. Uh, additionally, Mahomes, all class, uh, going over to Allen and say, hey, we're going to be doing this a lot. You know, and that's good too because I do think those two guys more than anybody are probably the future of the league because they do seem to be the cream of the crop right now in terms of productivity. There's, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in there the are. league right now. Young quarterbacks: Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Dak, Hurts, even. Yeah, there's I, a bunch of young guys coming yeah. up. We've said it before. I think at, this is maybe a golden era because we only have four or five teams that need a quarterback, and that's. That's fantastic. So, anyway, not yeah, to be the so, dead yeah, horse. Sorry for taking such a hard stance, but it's just... no. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. The other game that was absolutely outstanding and went down to the wire because Matthew Stafford let, left a little meat on the bone. They had some turnovers. They had some issues. Not Matthew, of course, played pretty well, but he did have a ball bounce off his chest. It was high. Cam dropped it a couple times. Uh, a couple people put it on the ground. You can't do that with Tom Brady. So sure enough. Brady ends he up almost, coming back. He almost pulled it out. And they almost now let's talk about controversy here. I understand the letter of the law. There's a controversial play. Oh yeah. They could have had a change in this game. For the record, Rams did win 30-27 of Tampa Bay. Mike Evans making a catch on fourth down, clearly beyond the marker. It it bounces. He can't catch it. So it hits the ground. That's this is the point. It hits the ground. Now, the defender, I don't know who it is, the Ram Weddle. literally targets him. Spears him right in the face, however you want to call it. And it, it was within reason of the play. It wasn't right. Long it wasn't after. egregious, but it was not. It was, it was probably it was probably as the ball is going to the ground. But it was enough time to realize after. he didn't catch the ball. Right. So That's here's why the, flag here's the letter of the law. Once the ball hits the ground, it's a dead ball. The play is over. 
So they did not give the Buccaneers the first down, and they did not move the chains. Therefore, the Rams got the ball in their own territory close to the goal line. Now, the letter of the law, they did it exactly right. So, and again, here we are complaining about rules. But I agree, you know, if you rough a quarterback at the end of the play, even though he's already thrown the ball or he's, you know, you're still going to get the, the penalty attached. I think that rule should be changed because I do think it's a continuation of that play. Yeah, I think until the next play is snapped, that play is technically still going. And that's in my opinion. But all this does is show defenders that they can destroy a receiver, yeah. hit them late, take the penalty, take the fine, still get the and you still get the ball back yeah. on fourth down. So it, it should be, like you said, similar to the quarterback, roughing the quarterback. If it's fourth down and Tom Brady snaps it, throws a deep ball and gets slammed, illegal hit, flag, that's going to be tacked on to that play. So they're going right. to get a first down from that flag. Yeah, because yeah. And that's different from Mike Evans getting hurt, which it shouldn't be. And, and to add on to that as well, if the quarterback throws an, an interception and then gets laid out, he also gets the ball back. So it, it it's it's basically everything but the, the receiver in fourth to, down. To make it fair, they should just redo the play. Yeah, I That'd mean, be better than just giving the team the other ball. Yeah. Or giving the ball the, I mean, because to the he, other team. Even if the quarterback scores a touchdown and then he gets leveled, yeah. They, they still get the penalty yards. It doesn't matter what the play. Right. Same thing for the receiver. He he drops it or he gets defended and he gets leveled. It's it's he's affecting the player. It should be added on. That's the whole. Yeah. And if he would have caught it, it would have been a defenseless receiver, which would have right. been fifteen yards on the end of the play. On the end of the so catch. they would have been on the one inch line yeah. essentially. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when we talked about the Bills and KC game, there were no penalties that were affected. No controversial call. It was a clean game. It was yeah. Great. Really good. But this was clearly a target. You know, and that's what they call it in college, at least. And hey, the the bills didn't. I mean, uh, you can't the lower your helmet to, to a ball. chin. No, that's the rule. Yeah, and to speak even in college rules, even if you don't even mean to do it, you're going to get ejected from the game because yeah. of that. Yeah. So that had a little desire. Now, the good news for for Matty stats is they were able to hold him off thirty to twenty seven. And Tom Brady, <laughs> again, God bless the internet. I was watching people saying that they are marked safe from Tom Brady attending another Super Bowl. So the Tom Brady hate is real, y'all. Yep. And it was another overtime game. I don't know. It get, <laughs> they were down fourteen points or something like that. Seventeen points. Yeah. Made it to overtime, anyways. Uh, the Rams kind of stalled out. You said it at the beginning. I believe Cam Akers had 24 carries, two yards a carry, three fumbles, or something like that. <laughs> he didn't have a great game, but they kept giving it to him, which is fine. They obviously won the game. But in overtime, I think we could have saw a better defensive play from the uh, Buccaneers. We saw they basically all out blitzed or completely rushed the Rams on that last play, which left uh, Cooper Cup wide open down the field for a long game, or two games, actually. Similar to what, the, what happened in the Chiefs game. As you saw, a deep reception at Hill, deep reception to Kelsey, and that's what got them in to field goal range. This is what happened to Cooper Cup to get them in field goal range to win in overtime. Yeah, I, I, I'm super impressed with Matthew Stafford. Um, I, I'm just glad that a guy that I think has been fantastic his whole career has finally gotten a chance to be on a team that's, that's winning because it's got to be hard for him to rack up the stats he has and to be the guy. And he's been a class act his whole career. And now finally he's on a team that is winning. So kudos to Matthew. Yeah. Stafford. And speaking of stats, the, the top two receivers in terms of yards per or in a season are Calvin Johnson and Cooper cup, both with Matthew Stafford for a season. Go figure. Yeah. Good old Matty stats. It, it, it is kind of scary that with Tom Brady, without any receivers other than Mike Evans and a hobbled up Gronkowski, that they still almost beat the Rams, who are the, arguably one of the best teams in the league. And the pro- that wouldn't be a problem if if these other teams didn't have <coughs> 500 receivers that were just as good. Yeah, no. I, I think if Tom Brady had his right tackle, it would be a different game. He had a he was on his third string right tackle half of that game. 
It would have been a different story if the Bucks were healthy. But yeah, it was definitely rough early on. The Bucks did not look like themselves, but they they did put it together. There's some miraculous plays. Yeah, and, then, and Chris Collinsworth kept saying Tristan Wirfs, even though it was Wells or yeah, whatever. I know Collinsworth is getting senile. He's uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying he knew he was out, and he kept saying Wirfs. It was annoying. Yeah, all in all, I think the Chiefs game probably one of the most exciting because your your blood pressure's up the whole time because you you know they're going at it. Definitely in my book, one of the most memorable. But I think the LA game was was really really exciting too. And watching Brady come back, I remember texting you guys because you went out to walk the dog for a minute. I'm like, you guys might want to come back, and you're like, we're watching it, we're watching it. Yeah, we got phones. Yeah, he just scored very quickly. The two games that I would consider least exciting um, <laughs> by far are shockers in my opinion i don't know and uh, our buddy tim is not here with us in the studio gosh i wish he wasn't he by the way he said for the record guys he's not here not because the packers lost he just had other uh, things. Um, nice excuse no 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 he's uh, he's, he's in good spirits even though his team's out but san fran somehow 13 to 10 found a way aaron Rodgers just looked stunned to me in the game i don't know i'm not real sure how, first time not throwing a touchdown in the postseason yeah the i'm not sure how i feel about it i mean yeah another reason to speak was they, he thought he was having david bakhtiari back they had the bye week thinking david bakhtiari's gonna be back Comes to find out, and he's not back. So he's without his best offensive lineman in yeah. this game. I know it's less of a factor, but MVS was also out, which yeah. kind of plays a factor. He's been his number two target all year. I've said it before. Anytime you don't have your weapons, you're off. You're just off. Yeah, and you know. saw a lot of production from Aaron Jones. It seemed as if the 49ers were just, hey, you can get as much yards as you want, and you're not going to score on us. And that's exactly what happened. They only put up 10 points. They, You know, I understand that, that Shanahan's brilliance, and I see the, the offense and – I think the, I've said this before. I'm very critical of Jim, of Jimmy G because I don't think he sees the offense the way the rest of us do, obviously, and he misses players, and it's terrible. It's tragic because the offense looks like there's players open and there's holes all the time. There is, yeah, and and it's exciting. I think they have one of the most talented rosters too. They just keep having guys that they can put anywhere. They can run wildcat and let every one of their wide receivers and running backs do the same thing. They can all catch. They can all run. They can all beat you. So that that's a team. I, I'm. We'll talk more about the matchup next week, but somehow 49ers, two two rounds in, are still just knocking off top seeds. So the Bengals also surprised uh, Tennessee. I'm super shocked by this one, too. 19 to 16. I've said all season, I don't believe in the Bengals yet. Somebody changed my mind. Joe Burrow yeah, two said. Two teams I don't believe in. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow said they knew they were going to win the game. So. Of course they did. The kicker yeah. also said, famously, listen to the soundbite, hey, let's go out and win this game. Well, that's that's the mentality you want, at least. But you do. The, ta- or the Titans... Uh, Ryan Tanhill did not have a great game. Uh, we saw AJ Brown had a he had a solid game. He had a great touchdown that was in the middle of the game. Pretty much didn't do anything beyond that, other than a, it's another catch or two. And uh, he wasn't a huge factor. But the defense most sacks I think I believe tied most sacks in a uh, postseason game. And their defense was playing super well. Both defenses were playing super well. And uh, the problem was just Ryan Tannehill. First play of the game interception threw it inside the receiver wasn't there as an interception and the last play of the game threw another interception people are going to say it was tip balls but they just weren't there and the one he threw straight at the defensive lineman which was tipped to himself for an interception i think it was mike hilton on a corner blitz snatched it he threw it right at him in the backfield which ended up luckily ryan Tanhill's athletic enough to catch him it would have been a touchdown yeah yeah i i couldn't help but notice that these are the two teams that got the bye week and their quarterbacks came out flat yeah yeah i think the biggest thing we saw especially this year is that Ryan Tannehill does not have weapons that are consistent. That's mm-hmm. because of injuries. Julio has barely played. A.J. Yeah. Brown has been fighting every a handful of injuries every <laughs> week age. of his career. 
I mean, they just need to get someone that's not hobbled every week. And we saw A.J. Brown pulling up on some routes, not getting deep balls where he was wide open because of his yeah. injuries. So that's something that they need to address yeah. in the offseason. And I think it was kind of similar to the Titans-49ers game that was in regular season. The 49ers basically could have blown out the Titans, but there's a lot of problems with Jimmy G, interceptions, turnovers on the basically in the red zone, and he wasn't effective in that game, and that's exactly what happened in this game. Defense played well. Ryan Tannehill gave it away in bad positions in the game, beginning, beginning of the game and in the red zone. He just didn't play well, and I think, honestly, if he played even decently and didn't have two straight-up turnovers right through right at the uh, defender, then they probably would have won this game. Yeah, yeah. I, gosh, it's it's painful that these games, A, were kind of slow and just kind of grindy, a couple of big plays here and there. But by and large, watching those two teams, Green Bay and Tennessee, just not really show up was painful to watch. Yeah, well, looking at the scores of this week, it's going to be very hard for the Chiefs or for the Bengals to play the Chiefs and the Niners to play the Rams. Yeah, and from uh, what we saw Gabe Davis do to Mike Hughes, <laughs> you should expect something from a Bengals receiver this week. <laughs> yeah, but here's the here's the worst part. I don't think the Buccaneers are losing much sleep. Tom Brady will decide what his future is. He's, He's not always, retiring after that game. He even yeah, he even said he didn't expect to win all every single game yeah, this year. Yeah, and I don't think despite next year. I'll say this: <laughs> I've never seen you know regionalized media be so loud about nonsense than I have this year. We were talking about it, Josh before. <clears throat> excuse me, before we got in the studio. Even being a Cowboys fan, I'm, I'm watching usually reliable Cowboy reporters just putting up gibberish, you know? Same thing with Tampa Bay, same thing in Green Bay. Listen, we don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going yet. We're going to unpack that on another episode for sure. But right it's, now... It's fun to speculate, but it's, yeah. been, it's been that for He's two gonna years He's going to go coach now. the Saints. Yeah, and the smartest thing I heard was probably <laughs> Dan Patrick said today that if he were a free agent looking for a team, he'd probably go to the Packers. Like, let's be or honest. the Niners. Yeah, and you I know? think the largest problem well, there, at least, is cap situation. Right. They're in trouble. And the problem is also, if we're speaking without a team with Aaron Rodgers, you're probably not getting Devontae Adams. So you're getting, no. you're losing a top-of-the-line quarterback, top receiver, no cap space. You, pr- I don't know how you feel about Jordan Love, but when he's played in regular season, he has not played well no. at all. We're discounting the Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan picture they posted at the end of the year. <laughs> the last I, was, I was waiting for them to post it once they won the Super Bowl. I'm saying they're probably done on this team. Well, yeah. I've been on that stance, I think, the whole year, where it's been, it's kind of hard to tell because they're talking about tagging Devontae Adams. He can easily decline it. So I think if, if Rodgers walks out, Devontae's walking. Yeah, I, I kept thinking about something I saw also on the internet. Imagine having two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history for the past 30 years Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Brett Favre. <laughs> and you only have two Super Bowls to show for it. So, you know, that that that's tough because as long as you guys have been alive, you've seen Aaron Rodgers for the most part. But yeah. And uh Brett Favre was there right before him. And I mean, two Super Bowl championships. You also got to remember that the NFC was very loaded this whole 30 years. It's just recently switched to AFC being top heavy because usually, I mean, to being yeah. deep. Usually it was just Tom Brady and a random team whether it's the Steelers, the Ravens, whoever. In, in the last 10 years you guys have been watching. But in the 30 years. I'm saying in Aaron Rodgers' whole career, yeah. the NFC has been loaded. Yeah, because Brett Favre did have to go through Steve Young and Troy Aikman, in fairness. And those guys went to Super Bowl a bunch in the 90s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying Tom Brady had to go through either a random Steelers team, a random Jacksonville well, team, yeah. a random Ravens team. I think looking at the, the team. And Peyton Manning's there, too. That, that was really only competition. Tom Brady's competition was Peyton Manning. Yeah, I, I think looking at the teams, I've said all, all along, the Bills are a good team. They deserve to be there. They're getting better every year. They're going to be around for a while. 
Now, there is speculation. It's probably a done deal. We're going to talk about it. They're likely going to lose some coordinators. That always hurts your team a little. But I think the Bills are going to be around. Buccaneers, you guys agree? Same thing. They're going to have a healthy team starting out next year. Most of their players are coming back. They're going to make another run, so we can put them back at the top of the depth chart right away. They're a top-five team. Now, you talked about Green Bay a little, Josh, already with the free agency and their cap yep. issues. But what what's going to happen for them next year? We're speculating. But what do they need to do next year to be back in this? Uh, I mean, to be back in it is they need to have those two key players on <laughs> yeah. their team. Nothing else really matters for them because their roster is overall good. They got a, a bunch of good free agents this year. Uh, I think if you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers, get him another weapon. But you look at the Saints the last decade, they've had no cap space either. And they've kept it together for the most part for that whole decade. So I think... The biggest key, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. If he's staying, get him another weapon. Cap space will figure itself out. You can do all that later. And uh, p- p- uh, they also potentially be losing their offense coordinator mm. if he does get a head coaching job. Same question for you, Caleb. Tennessee Titans, what do they need to do to be around there next year? Uh, like I said earlier, they need to get reliable weapons, whether it's a good tight end that's going to be a free agent. Noah Fant could be a free agent. Look up for him moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I think getting someone reliable just on the field other than Derrick Henry. Yeah, because AJ Brown is a great receiver, a potential top ten talent in the future. Great receiver, dynamic, runs crisp routes. He's really good. He's just never consistent because yeah. of injuries, and that's the problem with the Titans is they don't have deep weapons. I mean, they got Julio to have a reliable target, and he's been hobbled the entire year. They just need to get weapons. That's the biggest thing: weapons and O line depth. That's been their problem. Yep, and also with injuries to Julio, he is the second highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Wow, he scored one touchdown this year, and I think it was. Last week of the year, so he really didn't do much. Or maybe it was this week. I don't recall. But he one touchdown this year, second highest paid wide receiver. They also had injuries in their secondary. Uh, they also had injuries to their rookie, Caleb Farley, who did not play much at all this season. Torn ACL, so we'll see what happens to him. They're missing a lot of pieces. Potentially they could bring in more and make this team more stout. But, uh, yeah, I think that's their problem so far. Yeah, well, let's move away from this a little bit, and let's talk about uh, recent news that is broken. Um, It has been reported that Sean Payton has informed the Saints that he is stepping away as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Now, this comes after 15 seasons, uh, nine years with a top-five offense, and they've won a ton of playoff games, as we know, and a Super Bowl under his uh, reign. So, surprised? Um, I don't. I'm not very surprised. He's been very good for a long time, like you said. Um, I thought he was going to retire or at least move when Drew Brees retired. I was surprised mm-hmm. he stayed. There's just not a lot of future on this team. I know they've been a top defense every year with him. Every year with him, pretty much. He's been a great defensive. He's been a very balanced coach. He's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I just think that there's too much to work on with the Saints. They don't have a lot of weapons outside Kamara. Michael Thomas is up in the air still. We don't know. What he's moving on. He's going to want a big contract. I know he just got paid. It's just a lot there. Their quarterback's up in the air. They got four guys that are kind of lateral. They're all the same guy. Sure. sure. Their defense is the only highlight here. And there's not a lot of future for him. I think he's he's either done done or he's going to wait a year and go to a team that needs someone yeah. like him. So, Josh, let's unpack it a little bit. Give me a little more insight into who he has been and in our speculation after that. Well, yeah. Well, first, just talk about how the situation occurred. Basically, the whole week. Not the whole week, but the last seven days, they've been talking about how he's been, quote-unquote, ghosting the organization mm-hmm. and so forth. I think people are kind of just jumping too early to the ship. I mean, the season's not even over, and just let him have his off season for the most part. The team, he talked to his owner. They said they're fine yesterday, and he obviously came out today and had a press conference, basically kind of like a retirement or I'm leaving the team thing. Nothing, there wasn't too crazy. There was no, there, there, it wasn't like upset or it wasn't ghosting anybody. He was just, he just it's the off season for them. 
So, yeah, but to get into what he did as a head coach, he obviously had a Super Bowl. He was coach of the year once as well. He had 152 regular season wins. That's a 63.1% regular season win rate. And he had nine 10-win seasons, obviously, with Drew Brees, and then not including the one year that he was not able to coach because of a scandal. Uh, not going to brush up on that, but he right. he obviously had one of the better careers for head coach. And as you're saying, basically it was just here his entire career with Drew Brees. Definitely helps when you have Drew Brees to be your weapon. There was some uh, I remember some speculation back in the day about him when he got Brees wanting to trade for Romo because, of course, he was the OC for Bill Parcells in Dallas, and he was deeply impressed with Tony Romo. So it's clear that he can judge quarterback talent extremely well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised since he said he's stepping away. I know it's a retirement, unofficially, kind of. Mm. I could see him taking a year off maybe, kind of like what Mike McCarthy did, and then kind of wait until someone gives him a call and pulls him back in because there are a lot of coaching vacancies right now, like Justin Fields in Chicago, Tua in Miami, even Davis Mills in the Texas. I mean, there's there's plenty of options for him to go coach if he wants to coach. There's a ton of good quarterback talent, young talent, and teams that like the Dolphins and the the Bears that have great defenses, great O line, great everything. They just need a coach, yeah. and he'll be perfect to fill in for one of those teams. Yeah, and from from his press conference, it did sound like he actually did want some time off. They offered him time off in the regular se- or in the off seasons, basically saying, "Hey, just come here for camp. You have the next so amount of months off." And he he said he liked that, but he also liked the other option as in stepping away for the season. So it sounds like he's, he wants to take time off and that he's going to take a season off and peacefully leave the Saints organization, which he said he respects a ton, obviously, being there for so long. And uh, I think it is it is a year off, as Cable was saying, and if a team calls him after this year, obviously we'll have more head coaching vacancies open next year when whether, whatever happens other than the ones right now. So he I think he'll come back next year. I think he'll get an opportunity next year, obviously, but I think this is actually a year off for him. Yeah, and it's likely that he'll end up in, in maybe not the booth, but doing some color analysts or some pregame stuff. Everybody wants him. He's a brilliant offensive mind, as you said, Caleb, and for sure uh, he'll be missed there with the New Orleans Saints. I really like the way he went out. He was very candid in his press conference. It's long, so I don't expect everyone to listen to it, but very candid. He got up and hugged the owner. They they have been one of the more progressive owners over the last couple of years. Kudos to them. You know how we get triggered over bad uh, owners here, but um. <laughs> They've done a really good job with them. They've turned it around. The Houdats, the 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 people that used to wear the bags over yeah, there. Yeah, they went from the Aints to a 61% win rate team yeah. like for 15 years. That's really that's a good and, turnaround. Yeah, and their consistency throughout then. They've been in the playoffs. They've been a top team every single year. Yeah. You even saw last year, quote-unquote, washed up Drew Brees. They were, what, the number one seed? They beat out the Buccaneers as the number one mm-hmm. seed in the South. Yep. They've always been there. They've had a top off, top offensive line. They've had a top core for the most part. You see what he's doing with Taysom Hill, who's, what, 30-something years old, hasn't been a productive quarterback. He's productive with Sean Payton. As Caleb said, their defense is always up there. They've been one of the best teams with him, I mean, and I'm interested to see what they are without him. Yeah, I read uh, that. I can tell you what they are without him. Yeah, that he, <laughs> he has more wins than their top three winnings coach behind him, and that he has 17 playoff games with nine wins, impressive, and the Saints organization without him, They've had six playoff games and one win. So he's definitely changed the culture. So Sean Payton, great job. We hope to see you around in the future. Now there's other news going on in the league. There's more speculation. Of course, uh, there was speculation last week when he was ghosting that Dallas has already contacted him and they're ready to move on. And Hey, guys, listen, 
stop it, okay? Let, let's just wait for these things. There is known coaching vacancies. Let's talk about those. Let's talk about the real deal. The chances of firing Mike McCarthy and hiring Sean Payton tomorrow is slim and none. So, Cowboy fans and your goofy posts, get over it. I it's have an um, interesting ridiculous. speculative Oh, okay. Yes. I think this could make sense, though, because the Giants, they got rid of um, Gettleman, as we know. He stepped down two weeks ago, mutually parted ways with each other, mm-hmm. and they fired their head coach as well. And he threw a pizza party. It was weird. But um, <laughs> I think they hired the assistant to the Bills GM as their GM. Okay. And I Joe think that, Schoen. Yep, yep. I think that opens the door for Brian Dable to get in there as their head coach. Yep. And that's something I want to talk about for the next minute or two is I do have a list of top head coaches and where they've interviewed so far. So, as you're saying, Brian Dable, he had two interviews with the Giants, just one today, actually, in person with the Giants as well, because he does live only an hour away or so. He also had an interview with the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. It's worth noting, with the Miami Dolphins, he was the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Win Tua was the quarterback, so there is a connection there, as well as the Giants with the GM, as you're saying. And as we look at Eric Bieniemy, short list so far, but he did interview with every team available last year. Okay. So, you know he's willing to be a head coach. And he is a top candidate. He's only interviewed with the Broncos so far because they are still in the playoff hunt. So he's is he able to interview during the season, though? I mean, he, he can interview with every once as long as the team's fine with it. Mm-hmm. So they've allowed him to. That's what I was yes. going to say. It seems like he gets the raw end of the stick because he gets late yes. you know, to and, the party. And I think it's worth noting as well, uh, the offense coordinator for the 49ers, he's had interview calls, but he's basically declined them because they are still on the way to the Super Bowl. So that's that's the reason as to he could decline them, but he does interview still. Brian Flores, he's had interviews with the Bears and the Texans. Dan Quinn has had a lot. He's had interviews with the Broncos, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Vikings. I believe two times now with the Giants as well. Uh, Kellen Moore, another coordinator for the Cowboys, Broncos, Vikings, Dolphins. Todd Bowles, Bears, Raiders, Vikings. And there's a couple of other names I've interviewed multiple times. We're going to go through it briefly. Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris, both coordinators for the Rams. Matt Eberflus, Jonathan Gannon, Vance Joseph, Byron Lefwich, Dennis Allen obviously could take over for the Saints job, and Leslie Frazier, the other defensive coordinator for the Bills. So those are a couple of names. A lot of interviews to those guys. Those seem like the top candidates so far. Yeah, I also read that Denver, even though they have – Interviewed Dan Quinn a few times, maybe passing, and as you said, being being the Cowboys fan, following their insiders, that Kellen Moore is likely to stay put. That no team seems to have great interest, is the way that the article read. So yeah, well, it's also worth noting that the Bears and the Broncos are have been the most aggressive in terms of finding a head coach. Mm-hmm. The Bears are pretty much interviewing everybody, as well as the Broncos, and they were also the first two teams to have interviews when these head coaches or vacancies became available. Now, I wonder, just th- playing devil's, devil's advocate um, with Kellen Moore, he has not interviewed with the Saints yet. But being that they're an offensive-minded culture, do you think they'd be more likely to talk to an offensive-minded person like Kellen Moore? I, I think they're more likely to go with someone like Dennis Allen. I know he's had interviews with the Bears, and I know Kellen Moore. I don't know how they feel about him in terms of offense, but I think just more stability, I think, was what they would be looking for. And I think Dennis Allen, he's proven that filling in for Sean Payton a handful of games including this year where they did beat the Buccaneers, I believe. Yep. He's filled in and been good, and I think he'd be a good fill-in over someone that is outside of the team. But you guys would agree it sounds like so far the Giants are likely to hire the offense coordinator from the Bills. Um, as of right now, yeah, or Dan Quinn, because they both had two interviews each. Yeah. I think that Dable could go to the Dolphins with the Alabama tie with those players down there. I think, I think that he's going to go to the Giants, Brian Dable, because of that GM addition they made yeah, this week. Yeah, and there's also... Uh, news as in what quarterbacks or what players would be willing to go to the Giants if there was a change at the 
at the head coach. We know that's obviously a thing now. As well as Saquon Barkley makes it attractive for a quarterback. So there's there's been rumors about Deshaun Watson potentially liking the Giants over other teams as well as, I know Russell Wilson hasn't said it, but Russell Wilson, I think, is another potential fit there if they are going to be trading for somebody. Yeah, so much up in the air. Uh, hopefully by the time we're in the studio next week, we should have some, maybe, Giants, I'm thinking, coaching vacancy, Phil. We should have one or yeah, two. Yeah, and another interesting thing is Russell Wilson said he would break his no-trade clause for the Giants. He would. He would. Mm-hmm. It's Giants, Denver, and I believe Dallas. Saints. And, yeah. Yep. There's not, several. Not Dallas. Well, he said last year he'd play for them. That, well, he would. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's if Dak wasn't signed and we signed him last year. So. Yeah, so lots and lots more come. Okay. Well, as you know, the guys picked the games. Caleb, you are 6-2 and two so far, my man. Josh, 5-3 and three in the playoffs. Tim and I are lowly four and four so not doing our best you guys had some pretty good uh yeah i picked the niners or niners over dallas was the one y'all all well, picked i lone wolf twice first week caleb and tim could have with buffalo's win that could that was a 50 literally a 50 50 coin toss ha. and uh you guys you could have been seven and one too with that. soon yeah i would have changed yeah, if i would have picked the chiefs <laughs> Yeah, that put me at the bottom, and Tim tied with Josh for the second place. So it's been good. So that, I that, believed in you, Buffalo. I know. I, I believed know. in you. And I, I'm guys, you know me, I have a lot of friends. I tend to root for my friends' teams. So I was really hoping Buffalo would win for a few of my friends. Uh, after seeing Buffalo Nation or Buff, what are we calling Bill's, Bill's Mafia? Mafia? After seeing Bill's Mafia Buffalo online now, I'm, uh, I got to stop myself from They ha- did from save a lot them. of tables, though. They did. A lot of tables saved. What was the gimmick about buying up KC Barbecue? Uh, I think it was um, stores. I don't. I don't know if this is right or not, but I saw it. In New York, stores in Buffalo were holding out uh, Kansas City uh, sauces and stuff, like not selling them. <laughs> oh, Bills Mafia, you are becoming the new Eagles generation. Watch yourselves there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, more important things. Uh, NFC Championship game is upon us Sunday at six thirty. San Francisco 49ers visit. The L.A. Rams, Caleb. I'm gonna hold you to the fire here because you've been you're the hot one, six and two. You said weeks ago that this will be the second year that a team plays in their home stadium. I'm taking it. You're going with the Rams. <sighs> Only if y'all are. I want to win. No, I'm just kidding. I'll pick the Rams. I think that they dropped 30 against Tom Brady. They played a super sloppy game, like three or four turnovers in that game. Not good against the Bucks, and they still won. In Florida, so they weren't at home that game. So I think at home with this this win, they just beat Tom Brady. They're all going to be playing up, I think, in my opinion. And it's a divisional game, and they lost to them this year already. I'm not, I don't think they're going to lose to them again. So I think the Rams are going to beat the Niners. Rams are going to beat the Niners. Yep. Caleb. I'm also going to go with the Rams. I just think, other than the fact that Sean McVay has not been able to beat Kyle Shanahan <laughs> in his career so far, so I do far. think, uh, uh, similar with the Buffalo Patriots game, I'm not going to get that same thing going in this game where Bill Belichick always says it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah, yeah whatever, yeah. whatever. I bet on the Patriots, obviously, but this game <laughs> going with the Rams. They obviously have a way better quarterback. He had double the touchdowns, actually more than double the touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, similar amount of interceptions. Running game, I think, is obviously in favor of the 49ers because leading rusher for the Rams is obviously injured. Coming off an Achilles tear, he's not being as productive as you think. Running two yards a carry. I think overall I would take the Rams. I think their team is better. Proved it all season that they are a top team, potentially the number one team, not in terms of record, but in terms of overall team. They played a lot of, or a lot of great teams. But basically all that to say, I think the Rams are just a better team right now. They're hotter. They just beat the best team in the league, the number one team from last year. They're going to be in a hot streak, and I think they're going to continue it against the 49ers. I agree. I uh, spoke with Tim, who's not here in the studio. He'll be back with us hopefully next week. But we are also in agreement 
All the guys, all four of us are going Rams. So that's our pick. All right, let's slide over to the AFC. Their championship game is Sunday at 3 o'clock. Make sure and check your local list. Tune in probably on CBS would be my guess. But the Bengals are visiting Kansas City Chiefs. Tim? Was already sent it to KC all the way for him. Yeah. Anybody not going KC? No. I, I KC's at home. Yeah, it's also um, something else I forgot to add about the Rams. Yeah. That they're home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah. But um <clears throat> Joe Burrow has not played a team like this. I know they beat him during the year at home. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that. That was during their I like how you can see it in our eyes that we're gonna rebut you and you're like, I know, they beat him in a No 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 no. <laughs> They have not played a team like this at this level that they're playing. Yeah. They played them this year, but they were in their, their low streak, their yeah. cold streak. They were not playing good. They won three of those four games somehow, still the Chiefs in that low streak. That's not going to happen. They just came off one of the best games of their careers as players, all of them collectively. Their defense, without Tyron Matthew, he left with a concussion. Kelsey playing out of his mind. Tariq Hill being wide open. Mm-hmm. Mahomes being literally perfect in the last second half of the game. Joe Burrow can't do it, in my opinion. He's not going to be able to outscore Mahomes in this way, and that defense is not going to be able to stop all those weapons. Yep, and I'm also going to be taking the Chiefs. I had them as a pick as going to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. last week, and uh, I obviously had the Packers as well. That didn't work out. I think we all had the Packers. I had Packers-Bills. Kansas City Chiefs, I'm taking them. Uh, You saw early in the year, defense wasn't playing well. Defense playing better now. Uh, It's not going to be a problem in this game, I think, cornerback-wise against the receivers that the Bengals do have. So I think that is their largest point they need to focus on and uh i think while earlier in the year they were taking a lot of risks i think patrick mahomes wasn't playing very well he played last game basically not taking as many risks and he had a perfect game they put up 40 something points they played a perfect game without having to take as many risks and i think patrick mahomes has really done a great job of doing that the last couple of games and i think they continue against the Bengals, who we just saw got destroyed by the titans and the only problem for the titans was the offense i don't think the offense can be a problem for the chiefs in this game yeah, for everything you said, I think, listen, the Bengals are new. You guys know how I feel. I've, I've said this about the Bills for years. You take steps in the NFL. Having a healthy Burrow uh, after that devastating injury loss last year and seeing him mature, having the weapon that he has in Chase and the other weapons on the team, he has taken a step forward. However, I think that the Chiefs are too many steps ahead of him. This should be an easy game for the Chiefs. Uh, Tim and I both have the Chiefs, so that's it. The guys have unanimously agreed the Rams should win at home and the Chiefs should win at home. Hard picks, man. Yeah, hard picks. The rest of the world is probably following. <laughs> we say that because they're both going to be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so bet yeah. on the Bengals, Joe Burrow, and go to the Super Bowl. The sad thing is there's no way we can catch you. The, at best, we can all finish. Caleb, you're going to finish with the pick win this year, so good job. But that's going to do it for our championship round review, episode 43. Guys, once again, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment, write us a review, leave us a five-star rating. It's super simple, but it really does help us out. Also, remember to spread the word. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure you tell your friends about us. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, and you can subscribe and follow us there. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.